You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So this comes straight from iTunes, Miss Shannon. We got a good review? Yes, and it actually just came in like the day before we were recording this. So it yeah. says... My therapist mentioned he'd recently started listening to this podcast and suggested that I give it a try to help me and my marriage. Since I've started listening, and I usually get in three episodes a week, so I think that qualifies as a binge listener, and I, I would put him in that category. There you go. I've learned so many things and have been challenged in so many ways. The advice they give has always helped me become more secure in myself, less clinging to my wife, and better at drawing boundaries in my life, although I still have a long way to grow in that area because I'm non-confrontational. In summary, let me say this. If, I lis- if listening to this doesn't help you become a better version of you, nothing can help you. Woo! <laughs> that is a huge compliment. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, take it. So welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where that is exactly what we're trying to do, is help people become a better version of themselves. Yeah, it's like we want to teach women how to put on their big girl panties and men how to put on their big boy boxers, and then for them both to learn how to take them off better together. Oh, <laughs> there's that? how about a tagline waiting to happen? This is Sexy Marriage Radio. <laughs> it's a long for a tagline, but you get the idea. Where we love hearing from our listeners, uh, and you can do that in the iTunes, like I just read from, at, by leaving a comment, leaving a review. Uh, that helps us spread the word and climb the charts and try to help impact more people in more relationships. Or you can also send us emails that we read every single one that comes through. And those come to feedback at sexymergeradio.com. That's where you can ask questions, leave uh, ideas, comments, topics. Uh, you can even express some concerns. So we are open to all of it, and I hope that we've proven we'll take the negative feedback because that helps us be better versions of us, and that's exactly. our goal. So helps us put on our big boy boxers and big girl <laughs> panties too. Yeah. So if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, welcome. I'm glad that you have found us. There is a a slew of shows waiting to be binged. So. Buckle up and enjoy, kick back, find something good to drink, and, and it's going to take a while. <laughs> so, I was going to say, should you give them the disclaimer that this content could potentially be addictive? Uh, I hope so. That's, that, that's exactly <laughs> what I would hope it would be. So, crack cocaine. One of the but things, I'm sorry? I said like crack cocaine, but better for you. Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that we love is, uh, like I just mentioned earlier, is the, is the listeners that let us know, feedback at sexymergeradio.com, what their questions are, what their thoughts are. And one just came through also recently um, that touched on something that uh, is a topic that we've, we've circled around. Um, we've probably hit it more from the female side than we have the male. I, I, I'm, sure. I'm going off of my own just recollection of all the episodes that we've got uh, thus far. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the overwhelming... Yeah, because I think this is a bigger issue than what's even spoken about is you have societal's definition of what a prototypical uh, goddess or stud or, you know, man or woman is to be or should Uh be or look like or act or behave or all of that stuff that we add to it. But what are other definitions of like in this case, what's the what's another definition of a stud? Right. There's a stereotypical version, right? 
but maybe stereotypes are made to be broken because I don't necessarily think that they're always healthy. Sure. Uh, they're usually not healthy. In fact, now that I really think about it, but yet even that word stud, it, it kind of, kind of makes me nauseous a little bit. I often think of the macho man with like the chest hair okay. and the gold chain. When I think of stud, I think of, you know, like bodybuilder, okay. you know, ripped Hulk Hogan type of guy okay. with tattoos and maybe an earring or something. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those elements, but when you combine them all together, it looks a little stereotypical, <laughs> trying too hard to be a stud kind of guy. When I'm hearing your description, I just in my own head said, cue the 70s porno music in the background, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's just say that um, stud is nowhere on the list of what I would be looking for as a woman. But yet there are women who, for some reason, they gravitate toward that at some point in their lives. Okay. Well, all right, you went a different way than I was even thinking. Um, okay. What were you thinking? I get, I get what happens that uh, there are certain things that are appealing and – uh, the way I heard you just describe that and, and the idea that how women sometimes will gravitate towards something like that, I've kind of, I got to put that as there's still an element of women in, in some regards that have an arousal that is sparked by the bad guy, the stud guy, the, the bad boy, the, mm -hmm. the something that the Harley, if, the, the, the leather jacketed Harley rider, right, that if they were to think of trying to have a long-term relationship with said gentleman, they probably would run, but right. there's something that's sparked in them. That's like, Ooh, I, I, I haven't felt this way in a long time, or I didn't know right. about these feelings then. Okay. That's, that's a biological response to something that that's going on. And so I, I think, cause, cause this is where this conversation is an interesting thing. Cause so the idea of this show comes, comes from this email that he was talking about, um, that, his wife had a fling, you know, and he could not compete with who the fling was with because of some disabilities and just some inadequacy, just the way he's made, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I jotted down a few of the things that I thought that you might let me repeat on the air. Some of, some go, of them yeah. I, I knew you wouldn't no, want go, me to repeat go. on the air, but yeah. Quoting things like, um, well, this other guy is just, you know, major beefcake type of muscle bound bodybuilder, Navy SEAL type of guy. Whereas this gentleman is middle-aged, balding, 30 pounds heavier. Uh, the type of Mr. Nice guy that works really hard and comes home and mows the lawn and does right. the dishes and reads to his kids and the things that you don't associate with a stud muffin. But I'm sorry. I think that those things are highly underrated. I think that if a woman were to really sit down and contemplate what makes a good partner a good partner, how muscle bound he is or how many tattoos he has or how much he can allow her to take a walk on her wild side or sow her wild oats that she's never gotten to sow or whatever, that kind of stuff may make her feel a little high and giddy temporarily. But as far right. as long-term partner is concerned, I would much rather have a man who reads to his kids and mows his lawn and isn't consumed with what he looks like. Cause I think people who are consumed with what they look like and the image that they project, 
doesn't that reek of narcissism to you as a professional counselor? Is, is that usually what you yeah, think it of? Doesn't, that you doesn't, I don't hear that as narcissism. I hear that as shallow okay. initially because it's, like, it's, it's superficial. Yeah, that to me, there's a difference uh, because okay. it's, it's a superficial thing. It's, there's not a depth to it. There's not a solidness. There's not a if something were to happen to that individual and now all of a sudden they can't make it to the gym and so muscle tar- starts to turn to flab and they crumble, then they realize they're not deeper than they thought they were or they're what they're trying to portray. And this is where it gets interesting because if you look at the world's definition of the prototypical dude, stud, whatever, mm-hmm. however you want to uh, classify that, Mm-hmm. That works in one regards when you're talking about dating. That's one context. But when we're talking okay. about married life, that's a different context because that's where everything changes. Okay. So do you think that the dating thing is like, I've often read that women are drawn to people or drawn to men that they perceive would pass on good genes to their children, that they're okay. looking for a good genetic match. Yeah. And that they would pass down things that are stereotypically heralded in society, such as height or broad shoulders or deep voice or things that make them, quote, manly, close quote. Yep. But that doesn't necessarily make them a good husband. Sure. Sure. But it's it's, it's one of those things that if you're looking at, I don't know, just because when you you add married life to the mix – you can't hide who you really are, right? If, if, if being a machismo man is what gets the girl, that is going to be seen through if it's not who you really are. And that's where it starts to fall off. Cause that's, so in our audience, I, I'm, I'd just be curious and you don't have to send an email to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, but I'm wondering if those are the guys that are listening to this, not along with this idea of, do you remember if you are an introvert as a male when you were dating, did you do things that were way out of introverted, na- introverted nature because mm-hmm. you were interested in dating and getting her number and talking to her? And so you mustered a, an ability <laughs> to, to do some things that were way out of who you are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes down to the whole game mentality of dating is it's a confidenceness. It's a... It's a crudeness. It's a take charge. It's an alpha. It's all of that. It's a pursuit. It's a make make them want you. Right. Type of game. Right. But there's also an aloofness to it. There's also a I'm not desperate about that. You know. There's a there's a whole big thing going on. But if if I'm like in my relationship with Pam, with my wife, that if there's areas of my life that I'm not as confident about. It does not matter how much of a facade I try to put on. She knows because she lives with me. I mean, she's been with me 24 <laughs> years. So she knows when Corey's like, you're, you're uncertain about that, aren't you? I'm like, you saw that? Man, I thought I had that hidden. You know, and it's like, because that's just where married life stuff is different. And so when you're talking about, Maybe we need to have a better definition of a, of a stud. That's where I use the phrase solid. Maybe we need to start just looking at being better at being solid and saying, mm-hmm. my studliness is the fact that I know who I am. Right. And, I, and even more importantly, I know who I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be something I'm not. Right. And I believe that what I am is good enough yep. 
I contribute a lot of positive things to the marriage, to the family unit. And um, if it's not good enough, that's not necessarily just my issue. That's hers mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Because she's looking for something that I can't fulfill. So why am I trying? Why am I killing myself trying right. to make something that I can't be? That has to make a man feel so, like I have to admit, when I read this gentleman's email, there were parts that I had to laugh out loud because he had quite the brilliant sense of humor. Yeah. There were other parts that I wanted to cry for him that I could just tell that this really was a huge blow to his self-esteem that his wife, A, would have an affair, but that B, it would be with someone that he perceived as such the antithesis of right. who he perceived himself to be. Right. He had the phrase of, I, I am that old cliche everybody's heard. Oh, but he has a great personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would imagine, you know, that a woman would feel the same way, that if she prides herself on how well she takes care of the kids and manages the household, but she doesn't go to the gym for an hour every day or bleach her hair or do her nails or anything, and then her husband has an affair with somebody who's a walking Barbie doll, that, yeah, I can imagine how that would just... Uh, it's a huge hit. Yeah. yeah, it's a right. huge hit. Right, to the core. So I think that one of the questions that I think that we should kind of explore for a second for the benefit of the women who may find themselves attracted to that stereotypical studly guy and overlook the real stud that she has at home, who's reading to the kids and running the vacuum cleaner for her while she's at work or whatever. Mm -hmm. Could it be that a woman who feels a draw to that type of stereotypical stud, could it be that she's trying to recreate some sort of scenario in order to win this time? Could it be that she is needing her own ego propped up? She's not feeling really good about herself, but the fact that this stud muffin looking guy takes notice of her, strokes her ego in a way that almost seems irresistible. And like, I can, I can totally imagine a woman with daddy issues that has never felt affirmed by that older, stronger man in her life, that if she sees this stronger man that she can kind of perceive him as a surrogate source of that affirmation that she didn't get growing up. I I assume that there's probably something you consider psychologically dysfunctional about the pursuit of this type of individual when you have a perfectly good man at home. Sure. I, I just, the issue I've got Shannon is that we live in a world more and more so, especially here in the States. Because I do know we have listeners all over the world, which is incredible to me. But we live in human nature to where we have bought into the idea that if it feels good, then I should do, I should drop everything for it and do it. If it sparks an emotion, then that emotion must be fact. And it must be what I really should have been doing all along. Or, you know, that we convince ourselves of all of this junk that's just not necessarily true. Right. And what I think is comical sometimes, the expression that someone will use when they're under that spell is they think that they're following their heart just because they lost their head. It's like, I'm sorry, losing your head and following your heart do not always line up with one another. Yeah, that's a good way to think of it because... Just because there is a ping of, ooh, that kind of got me aroused. That kind of got me, I liked that feeling. I liked being noticed. I liked that he came over and talked to me. I liked that she 
noticed me. I like all that kind of stuff. He makes me feel protected when I'm with him right. or he makes me feel so petite because he's so big and strong. It's like, you know, what? if you have a problem with feeling too big, then go to the gym. Don't get a big boyfriend to stand next to you to make you feel petite. <laughs> comparative, <laughs> comparative nature is not always the best way to go, but it's, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? It is, but it's, it's, it's seeing it as, I don't know. This is the one thing that I, I constantly ask myself and then I challenge my kids with this and Pam and then my clients for sure with this and I've probably even challenged you with some of our conversations off the air with this Shannon is is the price worth it you know is the cost always the question worth it? because we constantly have you know because that's that whole are you well you're just saying I can't no I'm not saying that at all I'm saying right. you go ahead and do whatever your heart's desire is. I will make my decisions based on your choices then. Right. Yeah. And if you want to be put your big girl panties on or your big boy boxers on and make that call and that means our relationship is done, fine. Okay. Right. I'm I can't stop you anyway. So why am I banging my head against the wall trying? And that's where maybe okay, that's a good pivot point for me in my own mind of well, he's the prototypical, he he's got a great personality. That's where you start is I, why am I trying to convince her something that it's up to her to, to, to see what she's got or not. And if I will start to live a more solid flaunting of myself and who I am, knowing there's some refining that still needs to be done. There, are mar- there might be some things I could do in the sense of, if I do want to go work out and refine my own body, that I, if my motivating factor is because it's better for me and she's the benefit of that, then great. If it's because I want her to notice it, I, I think she's going to see it as that's not who you really are. So now all of a sudden you're putting on a facade. Right. So it's learning. And this is the one thing I keep hearing from nice guys that we have to just get better at is – you know what? Sometimes I've got to just say no to something yeah, that if, if, if she's, Hey, I want you to do that. And you're like, no, <laughs> I have no interest in that. And I know that's probably exactly what you want, but at least then now all of a sudden it's out there in the open. It's real. It's solid. And I'm giving something that's to, that, that can be chosen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your conversation about, counting the cost reminds me about how last week I had my car in the dealership, just doing some regular maintenance and I didn't have anything else to do. So I just started looking around at at cars on the lot and then Uh of course the salesman tripping all over themselves to let me look at whatever I wanted to look at. And so uh, I looked at two different types of vehicles. One was a Volvo XC90, which had a sticker price of $67,000, which up here in Michigan, you can get a small house for that. Um, (laughs) And then the other car that I looked at, not that I was interested in buying a car or anything, but uh, this one was a Mazda, very cool, sporty little car, $23,000. And I thought, why would anyone pay three times that for that Volvo when they could have this perfectly nice Mazda? So it kind of brings to mind that for a woman who is considering starting up some sort of fling or affair or relationship or whatever with this bad boy type of guy, with this bodybuilder, with this stud, is, is the name of our show. Uh, pursuing that stud is going to come at an enormous cost because if you follow the trajectory of that, if, if, well, first of all, if he's married and you're married, where in the world do you think that that's going to lead to when 
it, it, I mean, I've heard it said that if you're going to settle for being in relationship with a married person, then guess what? You're always going to worry that even when you're married to them, that you know, marriage, marriage is going to hold no right. sacredness right. to someone who would just cheat on someone that they're married to. So I would imagine that a woman is always going to have the anxiety of, is this guy really too hot for me? I'm going to have to knock myself out to try to keep up. And if I don't, then he's going to go for another woman. And I actually had a client a long time ago that they were both bodybuilders. And I often wondered who's feeding who here, who, yeah. which one of them feels as if they have to keep up with the other one. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I, I just think that the price would be awfully high to pay, not just in what you'd be letting go of, of your middle-aged balding vacuum cleaning dish doing story reading husband at home, your Mr. Nice guy, giving that up would be a terribly high price, especially if it has an impact on children that are still at home. But the even higher price in my mind would be the lifetime of anxiety you'd be signing up for right? trying to maintain that relationship. Right. Yeah. So I think that studs may just be good eye candy to inspire praise. Oh Lord, thank you for making fine art, but you just keep right on going and you worship the creator, not the creation. Well, okay. I, I just, I think of, I, I hear Dr. Snarsh in this conversation because he, what makes, is he, saying? he makes the comment of when you get further into life, if you're both growing up, you realize while the younger dude might be able to get an erection instantly you don't need a diving board you know you don't need the you don't need the springboard when you're talking about doing life on a deeper level it's like mm -hmm. okay so instant re erection doesn't help you in any dis anything when you're later in life it's right. like i want somebody that's got some solidness that's got some depth that's got some some baggage <laughs> with them even that's got uh, because that's doing life on a deeper level. That's doing real life, not facade. Because when I think of societal's definition of stud or Barbie model or you know supermodel or whatever, and it's not any knock at the people that are proposed as such. It's in the sense that there's no depth to them. Because I don't know. I don't have relationships with them. But when I think of that, I think airbrushed magazine that's not real. I think virtual. I think, okay, so it's a short-term thing. And then what? Yeah. You, you think fakety fakerson. Yeah. 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 So, But it, it's one of those things that it's like, okay, and then what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then what do you right. want to do with it? Because right. you're going to have to pick up a whole lot of pieces. And so I want to circle back real quick, though, because the email talked about um, at, at the end, he asked some, some pointed questions because he said, I can't make my wife dot, 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 anything. I can't make my body into something else, but there's got to be something I can do. Maybe I can't physically compete with her 50 shades or magic Mike or her romance novels, but I can, I can, I help change how she sees me. Can I become an alternate definition of what a stud is to my wife? I mean, how do I, in other words, how do I say, Hey, this is sexy too. And to answer that question, to me, the way you say, hey, this is sexy too, is you present yourself as this is sexy too. You don't try to convince right. her of it. You live it. And that's right. an easier thing to say than to actually do because then you start getting into this idea. And we've done some shows on this where it's been alluded to. What you talk about, the way I frame all, a lot of your conversation from the show today, Shannon, is 
there's an alpha, which is the arousal, you know, studly, big boy, kind of take me now, bad boy kind of a thing. That he's a, a man that takes steps in and takes charge. He's got a little uh, wildness to it. He, he, that man can't be completely tamed. But what a lot of times a wife wants is a man that's got a lot of good beta, which that's the good manager, household helper, charge, you know, helping with raise the kids, you know, because it's that whole, do you want a bad boy raising your kids, taking them on the Harley, you know, the baby seat strapped to the back and, you know, that's like, hold on, I want some responsibleness. I don't want right. to wonder about, okay, where is all your testosterone going tonight and yeah. all that. So it's, there's a balance. And I, this is where the mastermind guys come into play in my mind. And this is where a lot of the stuff uh, Dr. Glover does with no more Mr. Nice Guy. And the idea of, all right, every man has the ability to have good beta and alpha. So how am I doing with, uh, unleashing some of my own alpha. And it's not in the prototypical, I need to be the bad boy. It's that I need to learn how do I stand up and take charge a little more? How do I set a tone? How do I speak my mind? And for some guys, it becomes just as simple as rather than when you ask your wife out for a date or you set something up or you go pick her up for lunch, never, ever, 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 ever Look to her and say, where would you like to go eat? Have mm -hmm. a plan. And if she mm -hmm. wants to alter an alternative, adjust. But have right. a plan. Because if you put her in the captain's chair continually, there's no alpha. She's got to find it someplace else. But if right. you'll set up and just make a, make a decision, that changes the dynamic. And that's a simple thing to start looking at. How am I making decisions? Because that's how I tap into some of my alpha. Go. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Can I circle back around? No, don't apologize. It's all good stuff. Can I circle back around to the idea that a stud equals somebody who can be erect when the wind blows? You were kind of like talking about the younger guy yeah. and that he can get an immediate erection type of a thing. I don't think that the – I just think that the strength of an erection has very little to do with how studly a man is. I think that oh, sure. solid – Solidness comes from it doesn't matter what kind of physical challenges I may be having in my aging male body. I'm eager to please my wife. And if I can't do that successfully, strictly with my penis, I've still got 10 fingers and I've got a tongue that works yep. perfectly well. And I'm willing to do whatever else she may want to do yep. in order to, to derive pleasure from the relationship. So the idea that that masculinity is encapsulated in the penis. I just wish that people would let go of that notion because right. I think it does a lot more damage than good right. in the long run. And right. especially in the second half of marriage when from ages 45 to 50 up, it is going to be a challenge because that's what happens to your circulatory system. It's not as, as powerful. It doesn't flow as powerfully right. as it used to. But that doesn't mean he's not still a stud, right. especially if he's eager to please his wife, no matter how much anxiety he may have about his own ability to perform. Well, that's the whole concept, though, that we're talking about is a, a solid human isn't as ashamed of their own anxiety. So I don't feel like I have to hide them as much. This is one of the counsels I heard from Dr. Glover and one of the things I was doing with him that he made the comment of if whatever you're going to do, do it all the way and do it in the open. 
because how often do we go home? <laughs> exactly. But it's, but how often do we get into trouble when we start doing things in secret, when we start hiding things? Because typically I'm afraid of either being found out because there's shame, disappointing somebody, hurting somebody. But it's one of those, you know, if, if I'm interested in something and Pam is, and I know because of history that Pam's not probably going to be on board. I had this last night that she's, you know, we're back getting back into the swing of life and, and work and schedules. And so after having seen each other for a whole lot during the, the month we took for vacation, it's, there's an element of, okay, I, I, I miss seeing you. And so she was working, she's had a lot on her plate. And when she was coming home and I knew she had dinner that she was wanting to cook. And so I'm like, I really want to go play basketball tonight at six thirty, And so that means there's not going to be a whole lot of time together. And so I had some hesitancy of how do I bring that up? Cause I was scared, you know? And it's like, <laughs> what am I scared of? Right. So it's like, I really want to play yeah, ball. Pam is 90 pounds soaking wet. I've right. never seen her be a tyrant. <laughs> yeah. But she still has the look. And so, but, but it is one of those things of just starting to see it as, cause I had, so I just, I went the route of, I'm going to just air my dilemma to her of, you know what? I want to see you and I want to have dinner with you, but I also want to play ball. And I, it's probably not going to happen both, but depending on what time you get home, I would love to help you prepare dinner. So that way I at least can hang out with you and then we'll, we'll sit and eat. And I, I'm not going to eat because I'm going to go run a whole bunch, but I'll eat afterwards. And so, and she was fine with that. She's like, great, go. Great so, compromise. But it's just seeing it as, the the path I've got to take is I've got to just put stuff out in the open and be solid about it and not as ambivalent, tentative, scared instead of, you know what, this is, this is just important. This is what I want to do. But the reason it came across as solidness instead of selfishness is because you, you, you didn't just say, look, this is how it's going to be tonight. You were sensitive to her feelings and you verbalized that you want to spend time with her. You're just crunched for time. Right. You found the compromise. Right. So you did it sensitively. That's the key. Okay. And that's, yeah. I've never that really thought of myself stud, as Corey sensitive. Allen. I'm, I'm a sensitive it, stud. Bring it back around. Yeah. You're a sensitive stud. I'm but sure that that's think, exactly how Pam would describe you. I think she's having that put on your tombstone someday. Sensitive stud. Yeah, there's not going to be a tombstone for Dr. Corey <laughs> Allen. I'm going to be sprinkled somewhere. Um, but it is one of those things that I, I think to try to at least circle to where a, a new definition of a stud is the, it, it, it comes down to me from comparisons that how I cannot get caught in the trap of a stud is defined by the receiver's definition. A stud is defined by my definition. And I let people see that. I let people see this is who I am. I'm not as ashamed of that. If I'm funny, then I'm funny. And I let it be known. And if people don't laugh, I still think of myself as funny. They're just, right. they're ignorant, not me. And it's right? that confidence <laughs> that allures people yes. with, with friendships, with intimate relationships. People love to be around people who are solid and know who they are and are not trying to right. pretend. And this goes back to the idea that we've mentioned before, too, that when you approach a woman confidently, it, it, it spikes something in her brain just like it does in a man's brain if she were to flash her breast to him. Mm. That is the same kind of result. So just mm -hmm. be confident. Whatever you do, do it all the way and do it in the open. This has been Sex like Marriage it. Radio. We'll Good see you next time. You studs. We love you for listening. <laughs>